Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is a place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, if you're new on the podcast, welcome. Uh, if you're returning, welcome back. Uh, it is the end of February in 2020, and a lot, a lot of good things happen here at Sports Performance. Uh, let's see. We've brought on uh, Liz with the dieti- as a dietitian. Uh, we've got a new team, team member that uh, probably hasn't been released by the time this podcast comes out, but uh, more growth uh, for the team, uh, which means uh, our ability to help more people. So really, really excited, uh, just like yourself. So uh, today's podcast is about four reasons why your knees hurt and how to fix them. And if you're on this planet and you don't have knee pain, good for you. Uh, you're probably 0.01% of the population. Uh, that is not a actual medical statistic. <laughs> this is just off of what we see here at Sports Performance. We're a little biased <clears throat> because we see so many people with knee pain. I often get the question, uh, what is the most popular injury? And then what body parts um, are most common? And uh, I know this is not part of the podcast, but I would say low back pain, number one, shoulder pain, number two, and then knee pain. So today we're talking about knee pain. So why uh, does your knee hurt? Um, All right, let let me, I'm I'm trying to bring this all together so it's uh, really consolidated into kind of your four main reasons. Number one is uh, overuse of or overload. Meaning if you enjoy running, you enjoy hiking, you enjoy uh, weightlifting. A lot of times you have too much weight or too much load without sufficient recovery. Now, I am all for lifting heavy weight. I think that's great. I think that helps lubricate the joints. However, when you have a lot of overloading without sufficient rest, those knees cannot recuperate and recover, and then it becomes a problem, okay? So that is overuse overload. So just to clarify, it is not about lifting heavy. It's about insufficient recovery between sessions where you lift heavy, okay? Uh, Number two, hip and knee strength limitations. So uh, I, I think 10 years ago, this wasn't as common, but now with Google and Instagram and all these platforms, I think the main message has come across to a lot more people before they come see us is that the way your knee bends or moves is influenced by how strong your hips or knees are. And a few years ago where um, kind of functional fitness or different types of of training models weren't as common or uh, they weren't uh, in the media so often, you were seeing that because because we all move in different planes uh, or different motions and we cut side to side and we do different things, that being in the gym and doing uh, a machine style of a, a workout 
doesn't necessarily prepare you to move side to side or um, doesn't always translate to better performance doing movements that don't require machines. So now that people are doing more things, more running, more hiking, more things outdoors, more functional fitness, what we're realizing now is that as you move in different positions or different planes, your hip is now a bigger contributor to where your knee is going. Meaning, if you're having knee problems, believe it or not, your hips may be the root of why you're continuing to have knee pain. There's, that's very, very deep, and there's a big rabbit hole we can go down. But ultimately, just know that your hip strength can influence how much knee pain you have. Uh, number three, your movement form, meaning your quality of movement. So this kind of goes along with the hip and knee strength limitations that we talked about on number two. So for instance, <clears throat> if you were to look at a volleyball player or a basketball player, and right before they go up to jump for a ball, you may or may not see their knees come together. And we call that kind of caving in or knee valgus. Now, what that does is puts the knee at a higher stress level and higher risk of developing pain uh, in different positions. So movement quality is also a big part of that. For some people, it's their hips are not as strong or for some, it's just they didn't know and having that awareness changes their movement and they no longer have that same stress going against, against the joint. So that's movement quality. Number four, flexibility issues. Yes, this is a thing. Uh, you know, we'll have people say, you know, I, I've been stretching my hamstrings or I've been stretching these things and <clears throat> they're not getting better. I'm still having knee pain. I understand that. It's about putting all four of these principles together. So your flexibility, all you want to do is anything attaching to the knee or hip, you just want to loosen that up. Why? Because if your if those joints are limited in motion, you're going to have more stress going onto those onto those joints. And if you're listening to this and you have knee pain while you're sitting in a car, that's a stiffness problem. So that might be a flexibility issue. You might be overloaded. You know, it's it's not it's not just that you <clears throat> that you uh, have bad knees or bad joints, and therefore your knees are achy. I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. I had a client in who has a really bad shoulder, according to an MRI or an imaging, a full thickness tear, meaning their shoulder shouldn't even be able to move. And yet they're out doing heavy lifting for their age and body weight. Uh, They do weightlifting and they do CrossFit and they do two-a-days and their shoulder is doing fantastic. So meaning don't always be biased by what you've been told by your doctor. Don't think that your MRI or x-ray is the end of the world. Uh, I also have another client, uh, Mary. Uh, Everybody has heard of Mary in some capacity. Anybody at Sports Performance knows who she is. And uh, she's got no, very little knee joint space. Uh, With age, your knees kind of come together and, and you don't, you no longer have a lot of cartilage or your meniscus or whatever it is. And uh, this person is playing softball, uh, you know, in their sixties and that that's just amazing. So 
just know that you, because the quality of your knees may not be ideal based on what you've been told or shown, know that these four variables can continue to aggravate your knees or be main reasons on why they're hurting. Now, how do you fix them? So let's go in order. Number one, change the volume. It's a really simple concept. If you learn that exercising or squatting four days a week aggravates your knee, you got a couple options. Decrease to maybe three days or two days heavy, two days light, or you change the style of training that you do, change the modification of how many reps that you do. Maybe you're doing four days out of eight repetitions. Let's do four days, two days, maybe a higher volume, lighter load, and you can do two days of lower volume of sets of five to eight. So what you're doing is that at the end of the week, you're just trying to look at a mathematical equation. At the end of the week, do you have the same number of repetitions spread over different rep- uh, different weights and different repetitions total? So change how many reps or how many days that you're doing aggravating things to your knee. So just know that it is math. You going out and doing exercise is great. But what we look at is at the end of the week, how much did you do? Where did your knee get aggravated? And find that fine line of how much to push through knee discomfort. Number two, uh, exercise. So what you want to do is ultimately try and find exercise that strengthens your limitations. So if you're having knee problems and your hips or and knees are weak, we need to work on strengthening those. And that'll take you minimum six weeks just to build the connection between your brain and those new muscle fibers. It'll take six weeks to get those started and then another six weeks to build actual strength on top of that. So just know that you're in it for a good six to 12 weeks, which is up to three months. So if if your problem is strength, just understand it's not just time, but it's going to be time under tension, meaning time under load for a good 12 weeks. So that way your hips and knees can get strong and help support your knees uh, just a little bit better. Uh, Number three, improve your movement quality. So when you're squatting or lunging, take a look at it in the mirror, meaning face on, you know, you're looking directly at the mirror and just make sure that your knees are not coming inward and you want to make sure that your knees are kind of staying over your second toe. And yes, if they do go over your toes, that is a normal part of life. I'm not trying to tell you not to go knees past toes. Um, There's just so much behind that. I I won't get into that for this podcast, but ultimately uh, find better movements. Use a mirror to help you support that and just make sure your knees are not caving in. And last but not least, uh, stretching. And and you might say, hey, Chris, I found uh, this one article on Google that said stretching doesn't help your knees. Listen, it is about putting a whole package together. Make sure that if your problem is stiffness or flexibility, that you're addressing it. Don't think that that one article applies to you or the 
two things that you found on Google that said that you should never stretch or never ice. I'm just saying, use the whole package together. Try and do as much as possible to maintain good, flexible, strong, good moving uh, knees that are responsible and are able to sustain doing exercise through your lifespan, not just while you're 20, 30s and 40s. And then at 50s, 60s, you stop doing things. And then now you have stiff joints that you've been told that have no actual spacing in between. This is going to apply throughout life. I don't care if you're 16, 42, or 67 and a half. You have to do all of these things. One, to find out why they hurt. And then two, to provide a comprehensive or well-rounded approach to uh, fixing your knees. So that is four reasons uh, why your knees hurt and four ways to fix them. Uh, you know, guys, th- this is a, a great opportunity for you to start working on your own health. Uh, you know, before people or, or while clients come in, before they come to see us at Sports Formance or uh, while they're seeing us, we're telling them the same information. That, you know, when people come in with knee pain, we're going to look at your mechanics, we're going to look at your hip strength, we're going to look at your balance, we're going to look at your foot type, we're going to look at your core stability, we're going to look at your knee mechanics, we're going to look at strength and flexibility, all of those things. But just know that you, you're you an equal partner in this, and this is not just about us. You should do your due diligence to make sure that you're doing everything possible to maximize your knee health before you come see us, while you come see us, and while you're you know, doing tune-ups and everything else in between. So if you tried Google, you tried YouTube, good for you. If it's still not better, try these things. And if it's not, make sure you're seeing somebody, especially at Sports Performance. Uh, on behalf of the team, uh, enjoy your healthy knees, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.